I was actually born on a year of the ox. I was born in 1997. Oh my God, that's congratulations. That's like your year. American Forward podcast. Um, today we will be discussing uh, Chinese New Year, which is coming up soon. Of course, joining me to talk about this um, with his usual insight and also to share some of his like childhood memories with me, Don Sun. Hi, Don. Hi, Katie. Hi, everyone. Nice to see you again. Good to talk to you again this week. And I'm also super excited. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about, of course, Chinese New Year traditions, maybe some food, some songs, um, but an, also a fun surprise that we have planned for our listeners this week um, is a special message from Andrew Yang. So you'll have that to look forward to later on in the episode. Um, and so we'll just get started right away. 2021, this year, is the year of the ox. And so I was hoping, Don, that you could tell me a little bit about the symbolism of the year of the ox and why that's you know significant. Every Chinese, uh, they have a, a particular link to the year of ox or the pig or rats, whatever that you belong to. But the year of ox is actually to the uh, you can relate it to anyone born in the, this year or the 12, 12 years uh, cycle. So it's uh, uh, ox is uh, symbolize uh, the people have a personal personality. It's uh, very stubborn and uh, hardworking. That's kind of a, just like an ox, right? <laughs> For the Chinese uh, ox is mostly is in the uh, farmland. This the, the uh, ox is always uh, to, to plant the, the the seed in the in the spring and the oxes represent the, the people is honest and the very industry and also to the uh, with a pretty good integrity of personality. Now those if you're born on the ox, it's the, I pay a lot of respect to you. I was actually born on a year of the ox. I was born in 1997. Oh my God! That's congratulations. That's like your year. So this means that I'm I'm stubborn, kind of, a... <laughs> but also strong, right? Yes, very very strong. The personality, whatever the, the goal you set in your life, generally it, it's uh, uh, it's not easily to shift. So it's you stick with your goal or the value of your life. You just keep working on that direction. And is there any kind of like I know we talk about polit American culture and politics a lot. Is there any kind of um, political significance to the different like Chinese zodiac years kind of in China or in Asian American politics in the US? Yeah, and uh, you know, it's uh, every, everything in this country or in the world, everything you can connect it to the politics. When I think about uh, this episode talking about the uh, Chinese New Year, there's a couple of things that we can talk about. One is in China, how it's related to the politics and also, also this country, how they related to the politics. Generally in China, uh, Chinese New Year is uh, everyone have a one week off. So no one work. Start from uh, probably the two or three days before of uh, this year is uh, February 12th. So it's the, like a two or three days before 
or every company or the government is all shut down. So, but the, the most busiest time in the, in China is a real railroad station. It's a, every station is full of a million millions of people. It's almost a half of the country's people population. It's on the way. So it's a, uh, but this year is totally different because we know it's a pandemic and the Chinese government shut down almost every transportation, especially long-term, the uh, long-distance transportation. You know, it's a, uh, in China, when I left China around the end of uh, 18th, the population probably like 80% is in the farmers in the countryside. So when industrialization happened and all the farmers, they lose their their land and they have to go to outside different uh, city to have a uh, the temporary job laborers to work at the construction workers or it's the, whatever the, the uh, season season work they, they all leave their countryside and go into the uh, metropolitan areas to find a job so only time every everyone have a one chance to go back to see their relatives their families their wives, their children, it's a Chinese New Year. So they probably take a one week off the, every year. So, but this year, it's a tragedy for them. They cannot see their children, they cannot see their wife. So they have to stay in the, uh, the, the metropolitan, wherever they, they work. So it's a pretty, pretty sad. On the other side, the government is a use of Chinese New Year to make a political statement, and that's called the propaganda. <laughs> we, we call it the propaganda. The propaganda is, a, a, you know, in China, there is only one cover nationwide called the CCTV TV station. So in the past, like 25 years, Chinese government dominated one particular time from, a, probably it's a, from a, a six o'clock to the, midnight or even to the one o'clock, there's seven hours continue uh, have a program on the TV station. So every province is just like a state, every state, you cannot broadcast any other TV program. Only one, you have to uh, let people watch CCTV. That's the central, uh, central committee control the media, TV network. Everyone have to watch that one. But that time, uh, the CCTV going to invite the most famous singers, performers, always have a uh, have a time slot to performance theirs. And if any artist can be on the Chinese New Year, the celebration TV network evening, their value is going to be hundred times more next year. So they can sign the contract hundred times more money. So that's, that's the, but the message have been controlled by the uh, Chinese uh, central government propaganda department. So it's the every episode, every performance, everything, every word have been censored. So that's the relationship with the entertainment or Chinese New Year linked with the politics. That's, the, that's what I'm feeling. So with the most ordinary people, like a, uh, if you work in the, private company, most people, especially young people, they don't watch it anymore. So it's the only all the people, they go to the TV station to watch it. And most time they 
young people they just play their own games. It's interesting what you said about um, travel being shut down in China and how similar that seems to kind of experiences that we've had over the holidays here in the U.S. because of the coronavirus with, I mean, travel obviously wasn't shut down, um, but so similarities and differences, but a lot of people who are being more cautious about the virus and haven't seen their family um, in a year or more in some cases. So um, that's super interesting. I also wanted to talk about uh, music. So we, we've gotten a little bit into culture and um, different things, but I was looking up some Chinese New Year songs. So I wanted to play this, th this song that I found um, online and see if you recognized it. I believe it's called Wishing You Prosperity is the English translation, but it's Gongqi Ni, and I'm not sure how to pronounce this last yeah. word. <laughs> I don't know Chinese phonics, right? What is it? Uh, okay, say it one more time. That's correct. Close? Yeah, we're close. Yeah, so I thought we could play a little bit about it and you could tell me um, about the significance or if you had any like memories related to this song. So I'll just play like maybe 30 seconds. We'll see. to stop um so what, what tell me about the song what does it mean okay uh in generally the chinese used to be very poor country in terms of economy so it's the most time they use the chinese new year to wish others they can make money so that means the this is the the theme of this song and the, the uh lyric and also the uh the music and the instrument is all coming from northern of China, very traditional countryside. And that's a farmers or peasants, they celebrate, they use the, all the traditional instruments to, to celebrate. And that's bring me to the, my childhood uh, memories a lot because it's a, this kind of a, a music or instrument you can only see during the uh, Chinese New Year. The people they 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 uh, join the, all the party on the outside of a village. Each village is the uh, I used to live. There's like a hundred people or two hundred people, and the, a little bit of bigger village, probably around five hundred people. That's a big village. Uh, every year, uh, I went back from Beijing, that's a metropolitan capital of China. Went back to Shandong a very, very small town in the, in the uh, northern China. So it's uh, when I get there and uh, uh, I see my uncle, my aunts, and my last name is Sun. 
and the whole village is called a Sun Village. So it's everyone in that village is have the same last name. So it's the most people is a, somehow is relatives to me. So it's the, from the very beginning, probably the, we get up around the seven in the morning and uh, the day sometimes the, the, it's still not very bright, not light yet. So it's, we start knocking the door from the most seniors, uh, relatives like my uncle or my grandfather or grandfather-in-law and they start knocking the door and uh, they expected all the young people going to visit them so they have a red envelope ready so it's a, when we go there they give us uh, the one red envelope we don't know it's a one dollar or two dollars but some, somehow there's some money there so that way is the every kid uh, like uh, uh, go to the to visit the, the relatives. So the whole day in the Chinese New Year, we probably going to visit like a 10 to 20 families. And uh, during the dinner time, we collect who get the most uh, right envelope and how much money who can win. That's the, the most exciting. That's the whole year or the, the, the money I can spend to buy chocolate or whatever. Is a, is, that's the most exciting things for us. Uh, the, that's childhood, the, the part of a memory. And then, that, yeah. yeah, go ahead. And then it's the, we have a, the, the dinner. The dinner is a very, very traditional. You know, it's a, we don't have a flower. So in general, it's a, in the countryside, it's a, when I was childhood, we don't have a, a food, the rice, we don't, we don't have a meat. So it's the only Chinese New Year at the dinner night, we can have a meat. So it's a, the day before, the only pig the family raised is uh, killed uh, the uh, eve of uh, New Year. And then it's, uh, at the dinner time, it's, uh, we have a pig, or it's, uh, if you have uh, one or two uh, chicken, you can have a chicken, or if you have a duck, that's uh, the everything is we have. The whole year, we never see any uh, the, the meat, any oil, or it's, uh, any uh, rice. That's the only only time we can have a so abundant the the dinner and the whole whole people is sitting on the uh, bed. I, I I don't think is you can understand in in Chinese rural areas there's uh, no uh, no dining table, no guest room. It's uh, everyone eat dinner on the bed. That's the bed is uh, have been used the the fire to warm up the bed. It's the uh, Made by the dirt, and then it's the, you 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 fire it up, and then the walk the the whole uh, bed is the uh, very very hot. So you just sit there, you don't feel cold because in the in the rural China, in the northern China, it's very very cold. But it's, they they warm up the bed, and the, all the men, only men have a capacity. Even I was only seven or eight or ten, I can still be a man to sit on the bed. And the, all the ladies, girls, they cannot allow to have a dinner with us. They only stand outside or in the kitchen area, so they cannot allow to come in to sit, to have a dinner with us. <laughs> That's kind of, a, sometimes I feel very sad because uh, I do have a sister-in-law and uh, some of uh, the cousin, the girls are very pretty, but I can only see them when they standing there watch we eat, they cannot eat. They don't get to eat at all? 
No, they can eat, but they don't allow to sit with us. Oh, okay. They have to go like sit and eat somewhere else. I love the the red envelope too. Totally sounds like a cross between like Christmas, Halloween, and the Tooth Fairy (laughs) all in one. Um, Do you remember saving up your red envelope money for anything when you were a kid and like buying something specific? Or would you like spend it all on candy? Yeah, I feel pretty bad if I recall that my childhood is about how to spend the right envelope of money. And almost 100% I spend my money on chocolate. So it's the, I, buy, I bought chocolate almost every week. I, I uh, read ratio for myself. So it's I control that if I have a $10, I divide it 10. So it's every week or every month, I can only spend $10 or $1 is the 1% of the whole year. And then I spend that one, only spend on the chocolate. That chocolate is not like a today's chocolate. That's chocolate type no ship, just a whole bunch of <laughs> the crack there. But uh, I like chocolate very much. All my money is spent there. But when I grew up, uh, probably the after like uh, 12 or 13, I start to, to start to buy some uh, the picture book because it's, uh, you know, it's the old kids like a picture book and uh, I spend all the money on the picture book from after I give up a chocolate. Yeah, I want to transition a little bit to talk about um, how the Asian community in the U.S. celebrates Lunar New Year, Chinese New Year, um, and how politics kind of interact with that celebration. Maybe you could tell um, me and our audience a little bit about how you how your celebrations have changed since moving to the U.S. Yeah, I think it's uh, there's a uh, two stage or two, two uh, in my experience. Uh, I'm in. Uh, local politics and the local community pretty deeply. So the, as the first uh, generation immigrant from uh, China, I know it's a uh, uh, celebration is uh, when started. And uh, the beginning is we celebrate the Chinese New Year within Chinese community. But when I be the uh, planning commissioner in Cupertino and also the president for the Cupertino Historical Society and the Rotary Club, so it's the, uh, I start trying to talk with my friend, a Caucasian friend, see whether we can incorporate some program into a Rotary uh, weekly meeting and put a special program in the Chinese New Year on that particular week or it's a particular month. And uh, so it's, uh, uh, I think in the past 10 years, every year, uh, I have been working with uh, other uh, the, the Rotary members, we do the special program on the uh, Rotary Club monthly meeting and have a uh, performance and uh, also it's a food, everything is the Chinese traditional. That's make our community very exciting. People expect it uh, every year we have some uh, special treat. Same thing to the historical society. Uh, you know, this country is dependent on where you live, but in Silicon Valley, the uh, Chinese population and Asian populations uh, take a huge percentage and they involve in the politics and the community service very much. So in the historical society, we have a set up a Chinese New Year celebration party every year. And uh, I bring the speaker performance uh, and the Chinese restaurant, they all donate the food. And so it's the, uh, we invite all seniors, the people, 
around town to come into our historical society to have a uh, fun evening and uh, everyone just uh, enjoy Chinese food all together. That's kind of a um, community work. But in terms of politics, you know, it's, uh, in the past like uh, 20 years, uh, Asian uh, elected official from a city school board, even to the state assembly. Back 20 years ago, there's uh, no single Asian in the uh, California state assembly. But now we have like 27 people already. So you, you see the population and the demographic change has been brought up a lot of Asian uh, uh, politicians to get involved in the community. Those people, they have a, somehow, they have a connection both through the, the voter registration and also through the donation, they have some connection to Asian and Chinese community. So every year they send a proclamation to the uh, Chinese organization and uh, they attend every celebration party. You know, the politics sometimes is tough, but uh, when you have a uh, cultural stuff involved in the politics, that's make people more friendly, more closer to each other. So every politician, if they have a living in the Silicon Valley, they will attend to a Chinese New Year celebration party. Just go there, have fun and uh, make a new friend. And uh, then so that when election coming, they can outreach to them say, hey, I have been attend to your party. Can you vote for me or you can donate to me? And the most time is the uh, Asian or Chinese people uh, have uh, some kind of a return their favor and uh, support them. That's kind of a uh, respect, respection to Chinese culture. So I'm curious how um, celebrations this year have are evolving because of the pandemic. How are you going to be celebrating the holiday? Yeah, uh, this year is uh, very, very tough because uh, everyone is uh, uh, quarantined at home. So there's no in-person uh, gathering at all. So, but uh, for the Silicon Valley Chinese engineer, they are not short of a technology aspect. They make a lot of a Zoom competition and they make a lot of fun program and also have a talk show competition and the Chinese uh, uh, music lyric, lyric the, the, like a rappers, they, they, they do a lot of preparation now. So uh, I expected in the eve of a Chinese New Year, if you go to online, you can find some Chinese uh, performance there. And it should be very interesting. But you're not going to do anything personally, or are you like hosting Zoom events at all? Or yeah, on the on the uh, February 12th, that's the Chinese New Year, and you know it's uh, my new boss and Andrew Yan. He ran for the New York mayor, and hope I have uh, put a, a lot of a time uh, window for him to celebrate with all the. Uh, Chinese, uh, Asian around the country. So it's, uh, he probably going to have uh, three or four dinners with all different groups. <laughs> and also it's, uh, he's going to attend this uh, virtual dinner together with uh, the one, just uh, the game cheers over the, the internet. That's the thing that uh, uh, I try to plan ahead at this moment. That's the, I think that's probably the, we don't know what's the impact, but that's the what we plan. Well, speaking of food, 
I am wondering what kinds of things are you really associate or foods that you're like, I'm definitely going to eat this this year on Chinese New Year. In the uh, Chinese New Year is the uh, most common in the history and uh, from childhood, if we can have a piece of a uh, meat or pork, we'll be, we'll be very, very happy. But now is the, we have a uh, so abundant all kind of meat and the Chinese traditional celebration for the Chinese New Year food is only limited. Probably the most people are going to have a handmade dumpling. So it's all the family getting together to buy the flour and make the summer dumpling scheme. And then you can make a different the meat inside and people working together while you're cooking. Probably dumpling is uh, from beginning to the end. If you have a family or party together to make a dumpling by hand, not by the, the supermarket, the, the package dumpling. But if you made by yourself, it's a start from uh, meat, vegetable, uh, the skin and the cooking. It's going to take uh, like uh, two to three hours. During the, these two or three hours, the friend and the family members, you can get together to chat and talk and drink. That's the enjoyment of the family gathering time. That's the, everyone have to evolve and be part of the, this uh, uh, the, the production. <laughs> That's the, the joy of the Chinese New Year. Yeah, I know dumplings are like kind of an involved process because at the very beginning of the pandemic, I had a couple of friends from college staying with me, one of whom is an American born uh, Chinese student, so uh, ABC and she made dumplings for us and so we were all standing in my parents kitchen me and my like youngest sibling is 10 so she was learning how to do it um rolling the dumplings and like trying to fold them perfectly which of course i was terrible at um, but we really had a lot of fun i think we i think we did some pork and some tofu also because we had vegetarians but they were so amazing yeah it's my job is only the do the rolling the skin so it's the, I couldn't make a dumpling that the falling is terrible to me too. But uh, I remember probably since uh, my age, like a seven, I started taking this responsibility. I supply the, the whole family's people. So it's a very fast I'm rolling the skin. So one by one, and keep uh, other three or four people keep uh, rolling. And uh, it, pretty exhausted. But now it's the, I still remember it's the, how exciting that when you have a, to make it uh, looks nice and uh, very, very, the form is uh, very round. That's the word. Most people, they couldn't do it for the young people now. Will you make dumplings this year? Uh, I don't know yet. It's uh, probably it's pretty hard. <laughs> the dumplings, uh, there's a, uh, I really don't know. It's not, I have uh, no plan yet. No plans yet. Well, um, we will probably wrap it up right about there. I do want to ask if you have any last memories that you want to share with us or final takeaways for people to sort of keep in mind as they're celebrating Chinese New Year this year in a time of such turmoil, if you wanted to give any kind of closing remarks. Yeah, my closing remark is agriculture uh, uh, and politics, it's all coming to the Chinese New Year. So it's, uh, whenever you are a politician, or your community leader, and also the 
if you have a heart of uh, outreach to the people, Chinese New Year is the best time. You call your friend and best wishes to them and try to keep writing the, the right envelope, even put $1 there. I'm going to give all my volunteers some right envelope this, uh, this year and try to uh, express my appreciation to their hard work, to the community, to our work. And uh, I think it's a, uh, people going to remember for another year, 12 months. So this is the, uh, the best time to celebrate the Chinese New Year and pay respect to this particular culture in this country. Well, all immigrants, and uh, I think it's the most first generation Chinese American in this country. It's very hard for them to forget this particular holiday they are going to celebrate. And if you can outreach to them, they're going to keep your friendship forever. That's very sweet to think about a time of gratitude, especially in such tumultuous uh, times and also just a general good attitude to, to keep going into any year that we can be open to experiencing new things and engaging with new people and communities. Um, so I think that's a really great note for us to end on. Um, and of course, we will have our uh, message from Andrew Yang as promised now. Hello everyone, happy Chinese New Year. Happy Year of the Ox. I am super excited about the year ahead in part because I'm running for mayor of New York City. And right now I'm ahead in the polls by 10 points and we have a great chance to win. Would absolutely love your support on this campaign. The fact is COVID eventually will pass and then New York will be back and we can speed it up. Thank you all so much. Happy Chinese New Year. It was really good to hear from you this week, Don, and to hear, of course, from your boss, from Andrew Yang. We don't, uh, we talk about him a lot on this podcast, but it was fun to have his voice um, involved. Thanks so much for joining me this week, Don. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, everyone. Happy Ox Year. Happy New Year. That was a lot of fun. Um, so thank you. My name is Katie Simpson. Our podcast is sponsored by Asian American Forward. You can visit our website at www.asianamericanforward.com. If you enjoyed the show this week or have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on a future episode, send us your comments at info at asianamericanforward.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on Facebook and hear more conversations between Don and I at our YouTube channel. Um, so you should definitely subscribe to our YouTube and also send comments um, if you have any future topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You can drop them in our YouTube comments as well. If you're a fan of the show, leave us a review in the Apple Podcast Store or tell someone about us. It really helps people find the show. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.